This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com <clears throat> Okay, Rabotai. The topic that we're going to speak about today is <clears throat> a topic that's relevant in many, many uh, parts of our lives when we're dealing with the Goyim. Whether you're in Chutz La'aretz, like us, or whether you're in Eretz Yisrael, this question also comes up as we're going to see in a moment. <clears throat> Which is, examining the parameters, whether uh, Natsrut is called, whether Christianity is called Avodah or not. And that has to do with our dealings with the Goyim, and particularly, now that it's Chagas Sukkot, it's applicable in regards to... Uh, uh, Sukkot decorations, believe it or not. I remember that I was, uh, you know, in Eretz Yisrael, I would always laugh that I would pass by and they'd be selling decorations of Sukkot that I knew very well uh, decorate their tree. As a matter of fact, in one of the publications of uh, religious newspapers in Israel, they they made a they made a um, an advertisement that they're going to advertise selling those those ornaments that they put on the tree, those bulbs that they put on the tree as, as, uh, as Sukkot decorations. They had no idea that this is what's used. It, it, some of the boxes even write Exodus on it, you know, explicitly. And there are people that are use them and they're very proud of using these green and red lights for their Sukkot decorations. And therefore, and therefore they, um, the, the question becomes... Is it something that one should uh, stay away from? Is it something that one should uh, should be careful uh, not not to you not to use? Right, all these uh, decorations. That's going to be the question. So, in order to understand this halacha and this question, we first have to delve into uh, uh, whether natsrut is called avodah zarah or not. Many people say, "Well, uh, for us, it's called avodah zarah, but for goyim, it's not called avodah zarah." And what is their source? Their source comes from the Rama in 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 Orachaim Siman Kuf Nun Vav. Shulchan Aruch over there discusses the halachot of after a person finishes work and he's ready to go out. After he finishes tefillah, I'm sorry, he's ready to go to work. Shulchan Aruch talks about the importance of making a parnasah and continuing on with your day. It's called Hilchot Masa Umatan, and there he says, and you should be careful in your business dealings with the goyim not to get into partnerships with them because what happens is is that they are going to uh, swear in the name of their God and you're causing them to swear in the name of their God which is Avodah Zarah and therefore you shouldn't enter partnerships that's what the tour says nowadays the Ramah says the Minhag is that we do make partnerships with the Goyim and he brings the reason is is because nowadays we are lenient because they swear in the name of HaKodashim Shalahem and their saints and in the Sefer Der Kemoshe on the Bet Yosef, which is written by the Ramah, he adds on, and they swear in the name of Yeshu, and they say they, they when they write when they say our Lord, they mean Yeshu, Yimach Shimo Vezichro, and therefore, uh, and 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 since they do that, they're not really only praying to Yeshu; they're they're praying to Hashem, and they're adding in Yeshu into the equation. So it's there even though so he says there's no prohibition for us to cause them to do that. Once again, he doesn't say that they're allowed to do it, but we are we there's no prohibition of that we're allowed to to cause them to do that. 
So from there, there are poskim, significant poskim that learn that shituf, which is, uh, 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 we'll call it a trinity or partnership that goyim do with, let's say, God and adding somebody else into the equation that they do, for them, is not called Avodah Zarah. Who, who holds this way? The Shach in Yoredea Siman Kufnun Aleph, Sifkatan Zayin, writes that, uh, uh, that, that in regards to halachot of selling Avodah Zarah, he says the, re- the reason why people are lenient on that certain halacha they were speaking over there was because that, 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 that they rely on this Ramah, that since... Uh, uh, since they, they, uh, they, 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 it's only a shituf, it's partnership, so therefore there's no prohibition of Avodah Zarah. And they go and reveal that. In, in Siman Kuf Nun Vav, in Orachaim, writes also that there's a pasuk that says, Bilti Hashem Levado, that we should only serve Hashem Levado. That's written, says the Gaon Mivina, only for Jews, that they only serve Hashem Levado. But for Goyim, as long as they believe in Hashem and they add in shituf, the Gaon of Vilna seems to imply that there's no prohibition for them to serve Avodah Zarah. So here you have the Shach and the Gaon of Vilna seem to imply that Natsrut, Christianity for Goyim, wouldn't be considered Avodah Zarah. It's a pretty strong, uh, pretty strong argument. Uh, there's a Sefer, one of the great Geonim uh, uh, in, uh, of, of the times was the Noda Yehuda. The Noda Yehuda wrote, uh, wrote, wrote in in Tanyana Siman Kuf Memchet he was asked a question about somebody who made a whole pilpul and one of the building blocks to his pilpul was that uh, uh, was that we could rely on this Ramah that Christianity is not called Avodah Zarah and says the Nodabiyud in a very sharp way I know that people say this and I know that people have this impression that Natsrut for Goyim is not called Avodah Zarah but I looked in the Bavli Talmud Bavli I looked in the Talmud Yerushalmi. I looked all over in the Midrashim and there is no hint to such a thing. On the contrary, the Rambam didn't mention that Natsrut is not called Avodah Zarah. He talks about Yeshu and he says that is called Avodah Zarah. And when he talks in Chot Avodah Zarah, he talks specifically that putting into the equation Shamayim Ba'aris is called Avodah Zarah. So therefore says the, says the, says the, uh, 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 the Noda Yehuda that just whatever a Jew is liable on, whatever a Jew is liable on for Avodah Zarah, a Goy is also going to be liable on. If a Goy is obligated in those commandments. I know recently I had a guy, a guy working in, uh, in, the, in the house and he was, he, was, uh, he was doing tiles and he told me he doesn't believe in, uh, in, in, in Yashka and Yeshu. He doesn't be- I told you in Canada we call him the hockey player because he was checked against the boards. Remember that? So... So he, he, so he doesn't believe in Yashke. He doesn't believe in anything. I told him, listen. Not to believe in Yashke, I'm not going to, you're right. He says, oh, who killed him? I said, I'm not going to tell you who killed him. And then he says, then he says, uh, it's not simple at all. Not gonna, it's, not, it's a different discussion. He's going to say that, that uh, then uh, who, I, I, then, 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 then he asked me, then, uh, then I don't believe anything. I told him, you're not allowed to, not to believe anything. You have to believe in the Shiva Mitzvot B'nai Noach. The seven Noahide commandments. And one of them is to keep make sure not to do Abu Dasara. Next day he comes to me and tells me he wants to be Jewish. Okay. I told him, you're not ready to be Jewish. You have a lot of work to do. We have 630 commandments. It's not just like, just keep your seven mitzvot and you'll be okay. So one of those mitzvot is not to do Abu Dasara. And whatever for us is considered Abu Dasara, for Goyim is also considered Abu Dasara. And therefore it says that no debiuda. That that the Ramah was saying that you, nowadays we're leaning into doing a partnership. That's because they are not. When they are swearing in the name of God, 
they are not right now serving an idol. All they're doing is that they are swearing and they are saying, this is our, uh, uh, we are swearing in the name of God and they can have in mind whatever they can have in mind. There's no prohibition for us to cause them to swear in that type of way. Because it's written, Ubi Shmoti Shabbat. We have to, when we swear, we have to be careful only, only in Hashem. When they swear, they can swear in a different type of way. We're not obligated to stop them from doing that. But if they serve Yeshu and they say, well, this is our Lord, even if they partner up with Hashem, whatever they do, says that of course that's considered Avodazara. Nobody ever had a, 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 a question that that wouldn't be considered Avodazara. So therefore, says the Nodav Yehuda, there's no, there's no, uh, we, we, we can't rely on this shach, and we consider Natsut nowadays Avodah Zarah. And many Achronim go with the Nodav Yehuda. The Khatam Sofer says this, the, uh, the Sefer Keren Ora uh, in Masech Nidarim, the Samech Bet, also writes, he writes that the Grais seems to say not this way, and he says, but I am of the opinion for sure that it's called Avodah Zarah, like we mentioned, because that Amah was only talking about a specific case that uh, of, of swearing together with them, but it doesn't mean, and, and it's based really on a Tosfot in Masechet, I forgot to say, but 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 although that they they, they write that you're not that they, that we're lenient on making partnerships with them and making them swear, but not if you start serving, you start swearing, uh, serving Mapitom, of course, called the Zara. The Chazunish says even further. Chazunish in Siman Samich Bet of Yoradea says even further. He says that that we say that we're not obligated to stop going swearing in the name uh, in their in the name of their gods. That's if they start putting together. Uh, they 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 know that. Uh, serving Hashem is in a metaphysical form, so they make a physical form for me, like they did by Cheta Egin. Like, so by, like they did Cheta Egin. So by Jews, that's forbidden. And then, if they add in, if they make something of metaphysical out of Hashem and they swear in that name, so we're not going to stop them by doing that. But a Yilud Adam, but a person that they are going to make into a God and they're going to say, This is our God. That is for sure called Abu Dazara. Rav Shlomo Miller from Toronto also uh, brought down in the Saber Commerce and Hana'ah, uh, written by my good friend Rabbi Kushner. He also writes that's considered that Natsrut nowadays, we follow the halakha that it would be considered Abu Dazara. And the truth is, the Rambam calls it Abu Dazara. So even Rishonim, they call it Abu Dazara. And despite the fact that the Ramaz is not that way, and the Shach and the, and, and the Gaon Vilna seem to imply that that's the halakha. But that is a minority opinion. Even the Ramah, we could say that he didn't mean, he didn't mean that it's not called Abu Dazara. He just said regarding swearing, we're leading. So to say that Natsrut is not called Abu Dazara is a stretch. But it's something to rely on maybe a, a weak, a weak um, foot to rely on. But it's got what to rely on, let's say. Now, regarding these Sukkot decorations, let's get to Sukkot decorations. I want to speak about those candles that they sell in the dollar store. And I want to speak about, and I want to speak about making synagogues from churches. So let's, let's attack all of these three things. Number one, the Sukkot decorations. You would say, well, uh, it's used for Avodah Zarah. The truth is that there's a halakha that if you designate something for Avodah Zarah, it's called Misham Avodah Zarah. Hazmana is designating something. So let's say you designate something for a synagogue. There's a she'ela if that's considered has a kedusha on it. But when you designate for Avodah Zarah, the Gemara Masechet Avodah Zarah says it doesn't become Avodah Zarah. So it doesn't become prohibited. And therefore, according to the strict halacha, you can't say that these decorations are forbidden. Because Hasvana, even if you designate something for Avodah Zarah, it's not called Avodah Zarah. However, 
There is a Gemara in Masechet Abodazaradaf Mem Zayin that says, let's say somebody bows down to a palm tree. And then he takes part of the palm tree and he wants to shake lulav with that palm tree. What's the halacha? So the Gemara says, you know, there's, a, there, there's an interesting halacha. I know trees are considered Abodazaradaf called Asherah. But really, Asherah is an exception. Really, anything that is attached to the ground, you can't make Abodazaradaf. Anything that's mechubar, you can't make it into an idol. It's attached to the ground. It's a sugya. The Gemara learned it from Psukim. Elohim uh, al-Harim, and not the Harim themselves, are called Abu Dazara. And therefore, the, the, uh, the, the, um, the Gemara says that if somebody bows down to a tree, and he didn't make it into an Asherah tree, the Gemara says. It's not called Abu Dazara. And he wants to take a lulav and shake. Is it allowed or not? Says the Gemara, what's the question? If it's not Abu Dazara, why should it be forbidden? She says the Gemara, but maybe it's ma'us. Maybe it's disgusting to use something that was served for Abu Dazara. So from here, Tosfot says, so too something of Abu Dazara that you nullified. There's a concept of nullifying Abu Dazara. For example, if a guy used a candles in his church and then he sells it to you, he nullified the Abu Dazara, maybe you'd be able to use it. Says the Gemara, says the Gemara it's still, it's called ma'us. It's called disgusting. And that's where Posek Lalacha. A lulav or a shofar that was used for Abu Dazara and you nullify the power of Vodazara, it's still disgusting to use because it was used for Vodazara. So I would think that just like that is forbidden to use because of Vodazara, you know, there's a question that Avni Muluim, one of the great Acharonim, the Tzot Achoshen and Siman Chelik Betsim and Chavzain asks that they made a, he made something like this, that uh, for, for in a synagogue they took a piece of wood and they made something nice of, of, of wood with glass. Mamash in the, in the 1800s and he was at, in the 1700s, he was asked, that can they use it because the wood originally came from something where they had a, a picture of Abu Dazara on it and they erased it and they made something new and he brings this Gemara and he says you see that even after they nullified it it still could be Ma'us and the only reason why he allows it at the end is because they made a total change to it if they wouldn't have made a total change would he forbid it so over here too those Sukkot decorations if they're designated for Abu Dazara maybe you could consider them Ma'us now it is a little bit different because in the case of in the case of the of the of the lulav, you actually served Abu Dazara. In the case of the Gemara, and, and in the case of uh, in, the, in the case of uh, like the Nero Shava that they sold and they nullified, it was once you served Abu Dazara, and this wasn't. But you still you could understand the concept that it's a little bit disgusting to use it. It's a little bit disgusting to use. So therefore, the candles of the candles of um, the candles that are that are that the the candles that that that, that they used. In the in the churches, and then they sold them afterwards. You can understand it's called Abu but over here it's not as much. But I do think that there's a concept that it's not proper to bring that into your into your into your sukkah, something that is designated for Abu In Israel, they don't have that sensitivity; they didn't grow up with it, so they don't know. For them, it's not anathema to them the way it is to us. But it's still a concept that one should one should one should uh, realize that it's uh, it's 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 uh, it's something that you should stay away from. Okay, so that is the first point. The first point is, is that the Sukkot decorations, they are not Asur. And uh, Rav Vosner in Shevet Alevi, Chelik Bet, writes that it's not Asur. Rav Ovadia in Chazon Ovadia writes it's not Asur. And Meikar and, Adin, and it's not Asur. But it's good to stay away from. It's good to stay. I think, now they say, well, you know, they only did it in order to sell better the Chinese people, that they, that they made these things, they only did it to sell better. doesn't matter. It's something that symbolized with Abu Dazara really shouldn't be brought into your Sukkah if you're able to stay away from it. I mean, uh, what's, what's the real purpose? There's other decorations. 
especially somebody knows about the concept. You know, I told you, I once passed by, I, I saw a picture of a, of a whole Hasidish Yerushalmi family passing by in Mea Sharim on Purim, all wearing Santa Claus uh, costumes. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't know what it is. They saw it's on sale. It was red and white. It's very nice. Uh, why not? They don't have that sensitivity. So whether they put it on. But it's not something that... Something that is, is, has an association with Avodah Zarah, definitely one should stay away from. Okay, so I know somebody who sells candles to the dollar store. And those can- a lot of these times, these candles, they have the picture of their, uh, of their hockey player over there, and they pray to it. So when they pray to it, it's also a little bit of a form of Avodah Zarah there. They're kissing it. They're, uh, they're, it's called Meshamshim, maybe Avodah Zarah. It's part of their service. It's all discussion whether that has a, a connection to the Avodah. But, but I would think also that... You can't say that it's forbidden because the, the, it's, it was never ne'evad yet. It was never served yet as Avodah Zarah. But still there's a concept. But still there's a concept of, of uh, uh, there's still a concept of, of, of uh, you know, helping them making Avodah Zarah. So you can't say it's forbidden. You can't say it's forbidden to sell those uh, to, to, dollar, to, to, to the dollar stores. But it's not something that... Uh, 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 that a person should have on the top of his lifts for business, uh, uh, aiding in goyim to do avodah zarah. The last question is like this: making from churches synagogues. So here I want to tell you something very interesting, and it'll have a lot to do with our discussion. There's a Magin Avraham in Siman Kufnun Dalid Orachaim that brings Shelotu Chuvot Rav Eliyahu Mizrahi. Eliyahu Mizrahi Siman Aintet. Who was Rav Eliyahu Mizrahi? He lived in the 1500s in Spain, one of the early early Kadmonim. As a matter of fact, I have a sefer at home that I picked up from the Gniza in the cemetery of Fez from the Re'em. It's like on Chumash. It's like all torn up almost. It's in a plastic bag by me. Old Sfarim, they used that. Re'em was a very strong halachic authority. This is his Tishuvot. I had a hard time finding it. And the Magin Amram says, based on the Re'em, <clears throat> one is allowed to make from a church a synagogue. Mishnah brings this down. And Moshe Feinstein says that in America there were people that relied on this Magen Avram making, a ch- of, of, of making uh, from a church a synagogue. What is what is the what does the Revelion Mizrahi uh, say? Very interesting. He talks about a case that they had in his time that the shamash of the synagogue uh, performed a disgusting act with a child, child abuse, <laughs> assault <laughs> to a child in the Beth, in the Beth Knesset. So the synagogue didn't want to pray there anymore. They said it's a disgusting place. A disgusting thing was done in the synagogue. They shouldn't be able to pray in that synagogue. There's a whole big machloket about it. Ravel Yom Mizrahi writes a teshuvah and he says that according to the strict halacha, you're allowed to use that synagogue. And let me tell you two proofs. Number one, he says, is that we always buy apartments from Goyim to live in. And they use Abu Dazara in their apartments and they pray over there. And Abu Dazara is called disgusting. And nevertheless... We don't stop ourselves from buying their apartments. And the second example was that in the time of the Beit HaMikdash, they brought in a idol in the Beit HaMikdash. Did they stop from using the Beit HaMikdash? They didn't stop using the Beit HaMikdash. Says Ravel Mizrahi, you see from over here, that even if something is made disgusting, it doesn't mean that it takes away the Kiddushah of the place. So the Magan Avram bases himself. He doesn't bring down this whole Ravel Mizrahi. They all quote this Re'em. But he just says, from the Re'im, you can make from a, ch- from a church a synagogue. So the El Yeraba says, you don't see that from the Re'im. All you see is that you are allowed to, you're allowed to, uh, you're allowed to, uh, you're allowed to, to take something 
and pray over there, but not making it into a kavua beta knesset. You're allowed to live in there and pray in your place, but you're not allowed to make it into a beta knesset. Bikviut is a permanent place. Magen Avram just said you're allowed to pray there. He never said you're allowed to make a bet knesset. But there are acharonim that learn that you're allowed to make a from a house a bet knesset from that Magen Avram. Comes along the biur alacha. It's in kufnun dalit. It says that's only if there wasn't any idols. But if there was idols that were put into that place. In a permanent way, it's called a place that's served for idols and that you can't make into a synagogue. It's very interesting. There's many differences on how making from a church a synagogue would matter if there's idols there or not. So there's a Shelotu Chuvot of the Shoal Umeshiv. Shoal Umeshiv lived in the 1800s in Europe, in Europe and pulled in one of the Gedolei Adok. He was asked from a city called New York about a certain church they had there called the Welsh Scottish Methodist Church. That's what he writes in Hebrew. Welsh, Scottish, Methodist Church. And he was asked that they wanted to make that place. They bought it and they wanted to make it into a synagogue. And according to what was told, he said that all that they did over there was that they, they, they uh, praised their, uh, their, their Lord or whatever. They sing and they don't have any idols there. Are you allowed to make that into a place of Abu Dazara? And a place of uh, it's a place of uh, Abu Dazara allowed to make it into a, a synagogue. He says, since there was no Elilim there, and he writes, since there was no idols there, and they were never mazminit for a bet elilim, they never designated it for a house of idols. It's allowed, and on the contrary, he says, you're Mekadeshem Shamaim if you make it into a synagogue. And the Kafachaim brings this down. In Sifkatan Pebet, he brings this down. Could you believe it? So the Kafachaim says that you are allowed. It seems to be that, that from the Shoal Umeishim, on a question that was asked from the 1800s in New York. Rav Moshe Feinstein has a famous teshuvah in Igrut Moshe Orachayim, I think it's Simanun, that he was asked whether you're allowed to use a church, uh, make it into a synagogue. And he says, you know, in America, it's a common practice, I guess, in Williamsburg thing, that people made it all the time, says Rav Moshe Feinstein. And although it could be they have what to rely on, because like the, 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 the Mishnabur says the Minhag is like... The Magen Avram. Nevertheless, says Rav Moshe Feinstein, it could be because it's an Isser de Rabbanan, because it's, what's the Isser of making a church into a synagogue? It's what we discussed. It's Ma'us, it's disgusting. Because even though we nullify the Avodah Zarah, it's just like it's disgusting to use the Lulav, it's disgusting to use it, but it's an Isser de Rabbanan, and it could be they sold, they, they spend a lot of money for it, so you could be lenient, says Rav Moshe Feinstein. But that doesn't mean that I think it's proper, and says Rav Moshe Feinstein, Mi pi lo from my mouth, you won't hear that it's allowed. So he's against it being allowed. He says, nevertheless, in a certain case that he was talking about, he was talking about a case of a Catholic church. He says, nevertheless, if they destroy it and they make it new, so it's panim chadashut, or he doesn't say it has to be completely destroyed, but it has to be a change. Even though that's not called a shinui for other things, regarding a shinui for this, it is. Says Ramoshe Feinstein, he's willing to say that a shinui in this regard is allowed. So Ramoshe Feinstein is, 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 at the end of the day, is very machmir on churches. Now, you would say, Moshe Feinstein is against the Shoel Umeshiv that says it's allowed. I don't think so. The Shoel Umeshiv was talking about a Protestant place. Protestants, they don't, he, they, the, 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 the Shoel Umeshiv at least didn't consider that they were serving the idols. They weren't serving the place's idols. Catholics, or Moshe was talking about, he understood that the crosses that they have are idols, which by the way, you see, he didn't hold that Natsrut is lean, we could be lenient regarding Abu Dazara. He considered full-fledged Abu Dazara. And, and they are serving those idols. Says Ramoshe Feinstein, I don't agree that it's mutar unless you do some major changes. So it's interesting 
that uh, Ramosha Feinstein himself, his yeshiva in Staten Island, his son's yeshiva, Reuben Feinstein, used to meet, used to be a girl's uh, monastery. So I asked around over there, and what they did was that they, they actually bought the place. Uh, it's even shaped as a church. And he, he made them buy the, gymna- buy, buy the place, use it for a gymnasium for one year, and only then change it. Uh, I, there's also the Yeshiva Gedola of Los Angeles. I spoke to the Rashiva. He said that it was a Scientology church and they didn't have Elinim. <clears throat> but if a person, so, but each case of churches really depends on the on the situation, whether they're Protestants, whether they're Catholics, whether there are idols in there, whether <coughs> when there whether there are, aren't idols, whether you're going to use that same place for the Makoma Tefila, whether you could change it. So each place is going to have to be done in Gufo Shirinyan, but the Mishnabura is very adamant that if there was idols there, it shouldn't be changed for Abu Even the Kafachaim who brings the Shodom Mishim, Shodom Mishim is talking about that there wasn't idols there. I mean, this is, uh, somebody came to me recently, he delivered doors to my house. <coughs> and I told him I was late because I was giving a shiur about the subject. A religious guy. He told me, oh, my warehouse used to be a, a Korean church. I told him, that's not a problem. You're not using this as a bet knesset. Using this as a bet knesset, it's ma'us. Using it as a mitzvah, it's ma'us. Ah, your parnas is a mitzvah, fine, but not in this regard. I told him that as long as they, they sold their Abu Dazarah, that means they were mevatalit, so you're allowed to use it as a warehouse. So once again, warehouse, you're allowed to use. Synagogue, if it had idols in there, very big question. If it didn't have idols, you have to look into it. Make, make a change or whatever else, or, or even if it had idols, maybe you could make a change. That's a separate Indian. Um, candles selling to dollar, dollar stores, not so nice. Uh, but you're allowed. Decorations of Sukkot, not so nice. But you can't say that it's forbidden. Those are the questions regarding Avodah Zarah and has to do with different practical cases that come up. Chazaku Baruch. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.